Um, also, Dave just messaged me saying, Bam and I want you and Kyle to record in front of a live audience. Definitely not, so we can heckle. Howdy, it's Thursday, February 4th, 2021, and this is episode 142 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? I'm excited for 10% more capacity at indoor dining. That's good. That That is good, but... We'll get to that later. One, 100% more capacity after 10 p.m. Yeah, oh, that's a good point. So that's a little sneak preview at one of the events yeah. we're going to talk about. Really, that's right. one would say the only big news since we. Our marketing the director has given us some very firm guidelines of things he wants us to start doing. So, like what? Or she, or she wants us to start doing. Who knows? <laughs> like selling ads on the podcast. <laughs> you um, know, we have to we have to put the hooks out there. I just got the notice today that we have been requested um, that we should do a live episode. In front of two of our friends so that they can heckle us. Yeah, I'm sure that would be great listening. I'm sure. Just these two drunken idiots saying totally not funny stuff. <laughs> Which is we, actually what the podcast is usually. But... Right. I was just going to say as we do the same thing. <laughs> well, uh, anyways. All right. What happened in 1942, Craig? 1942, pretty big year. It was the beginning of Camp Boardwalk, which if you're not familiar with Camp Boardwalk, it was when the military took over 47 hotels and used the beach for training in Atlantic City, which I had read, I sort of knew about, and had read about it in a couple of different Atlantic City books, but it got some more information on it for this episode, because, you know, that's how dedicated, dedicated I am to the craft. Uh, so I'll link to the Atlantic City Free Public Library page about this, but there's a plaque inside resorts, inside resorts, that says, from June of 1942 through November of 1945, more than 300,000 men and women worked, trained, and recuperated in Atlantic City, also known as Camp Boardwalk. During that time, more than 4,500 war casualties were treated at England General. Uh, so why inside resorts? That is because our favorite, the Chalfonte Haddon Hall, home of Postum and Saltangs. Friend of the podcast. Yes, friend of the podcast, Postum. <laughs> No, Chalfonte Haddon Hall, not, not Postum. Postum no. is the friend of no one, except for your father. Yes, apparently. Uh, Chalfonte Haddon Hall renamed Thomas M. England General Hospital in 1942, and it became the largest soldier's hospital in the United States. So at one point, that hospital was five separate hotels, I guess. And I saw something on another site saying that it was the largest hospital in the world, period. But I'm going to go with the Atlantic City Free Public Library stating that it was the largest soldier's hospital. So, resorts, quite the history. Any thoughts about our favorite Chalfonte Haddon Hall being a hospital? Does that make you no. feel weird about staying there? <laughs> not not at all. I mean, and not only that, but, you know, whenever I, I stay there, I stay in the Coral Suite, which is two of those rooms put together, which is shocking when you consider that even the Coral Suites are not very big, but... <laughs> Haunted, for sure. Almost certainly. That would explain a lot. <laughs> so, So, part of the reason that Atlantic City was chosen... Feels very on brand for Atlantic City, uh, which was that visitation was already in decline by the start of World War II. And so, uh, to quote the Atlantic City Experience site, a related site to the Free Public Library, many of the resort's hotels were nearly empty already, meaning displacement was minimal. 
Aww, <laughs> there you go. That's sad. Um, so it was interesting, though, because it actually revived Atlantic City somewhat. Um, like what I had read, it seemed like it was a lot of stuff about how Atlantic City like bounced back after Camp Boardwalk and seemed to hint that like Camp Boardwalk was the thing that precipitated like however many years, four years of, of downtime. But really, the downtime was before that. And during Camp Boardwalk, there was a lot of celebrities like Joe DiMaggio and Bob Hope came to Atlantic City to entertain the soldiers. And it seems like that drove some, you know, some of the soldiers' families vacation there. And, and so it actually drove a little bit of resurgence to Atlantic City. So kind of interesting in that regard. So you're saying we could have saved a lot of pain if only World War Three had started in like 2014 or something like that? Would have been good for Atlantic City. Uh, probably. I think that you could probably say that. Do for a win recommends World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. So the Trump Plaza, uh, a new update. Demolition is February 17th. So next time we record, presumably, unless we're feeling exceptionally ambitious, uh, Trump Plaza will be gone. Do you have any memories, really, of Trump Plaza at all? I see here you want me to prompt you to ask for your favorite Trump Plaza memory, but I'll, I'll take anything, frankly. Other than I, I don't need to hear about the Starbucks in the bathroom. Damn it. Beyond, beyond the Starbucks in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. That's the best thing. I do. I mean, I remember... Several of my trips, I've said this a bunch of times, but several of my early trips, the earliest bus that I was willing to take out of New York went to Trump Plaza. So I'd get to Trump Plaza at like nine o'clock. And that was great because I'd go straight to the Starbucks in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but I do, I, I have to say, I remember like, I know Trump Plaza was already seriously in the decline by the uh -huh. time we started going. Oh, yeah. But the very first time I went, having really probably only spent much time in like Valleys and Wild Wild West, which I liked. I remember thinking, like, this is pretty nice. Like, the, I mean, gold everywhere, which is ridiculous. Uh huh. But I remember thinking, like, the escalators and stuff, like, kind of looked classy in the sort of, like, totally outdated Atlantic City way. And then once I spent more than, like, 10 minutes there, I was like, oh, no, this is not in its best days. I think I've heard that from other people, too, that, that went there. You know, I started going five years or something before you did, but I, feel like our friend Taylor also thought it was fairly nice the first time we went, which it was probably nicer in 2005 than it was in 2010 or whatever the first time you went. But yeah, I don't know. I really don't have any memories at all, really, of it. I know I, I got a card to get $10 of free play or something like that once, but really, I don't think I spent any other time there beyond going to the Starbucks. I think I only ever gambled there twice. I think I gambled once because I took the bus there and got the $30 free play. And then a second time... Because my wife could get a sign-up bonus and we went and played there. And the, I remember definitely thinking when I went and played there, it was probably like 10 in the morning on a weekday. But thinking it was just like so incredibly dead, even by 10 a.m. on a weekday standards. But it's funny that, you know, talking about sort of, you know, the opinion that it, it seemed sort of nice. Andy and I said the same thing about Trump Plaza when we went to Trump Plaza not that long before it closed. I mean, not Trump Plaza, Taj Mahal. The Taj and and I remember you just saying, like, no, this is awful. I I, hate it. I, I never liked the Taj at all. Like, I always hated that casino. I mean, I, I, I think certainly you can go back to our early episodes when the Taj still existed. And I feel pretty confident to say that my only opinion of it was incredibly negative. <laughs> that is not your jam, the Taj. No, the Taj was never my jam. It was just so, it was huge and it was, like, soulless. It was, there was just so much going on, like mirrored ceilings and just like crazy the chandeliers and it was just so big and just, I don't know. I did not like it. Loved it. I didn't actually love it. I, I don't know if I ever gambled at the Trump Taj Mahal before it became the Hard Rock. It seems impossible, but I really don't think I did.
The other thing is, I mean, this is our update saying that Trump Plaza is being de- demolished on February 17th. I think the last date we had said was January 31st, which is passed. So it's funny that now, you know, I think it was like right, right before the episode was published that this date came out. Although I have to say, shout out to Seven Stars Insider, who the second we published an episode saying it was January 31st, he's like, that's already been changed. And I couldn't find it anywhere. And I was skeptical and I never should have mm. doubted the Seven Stars oh, no. Insider, Daryl McEwen. Do not doubt Daryl McEwen. Absolutely not. If he has a specific piece of information for you, he's right. Yes. I was a fool. That is for sure. Indeed. And he's a nice guy. He took us, uh, he drove us from resorts to, I don't know, somewhere. Caesars, maybe. Yeah, it's funny, that though. Right. Th- thinking about that, like, I know that this was years ago and I'm still like, whoa, getting in a car with someone. In these times, it's like, oh, no, you could do that back in the day. <laughs> you used to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the big news we hinted at, no more 10 p.m. cutoff for indoor dining. Spoiler. Indeed. Spo- spoilers. We get to link to a David Danzis article, though. That's in, right. On and we get to talk about do for a win sponsor, Chickies and Peets. We do? Why? Just because we have to? To make this the sponsorship money. Oh, okay. Is that the marketing director again in your ear? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. No. Is your earpiece not working? Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Teleprompter <laughs> not working either, as you can tell by my slurred, terrible speech. <laughs> anyway, as Craig said, the 10 p.m. cutoff for indoor dining is going away. And instead of restaurants being able to operate at 25% capacity, they will be able to operate at 35% capacity. And when, when is this going into effect, Craig? Starting Friday. Oh, by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Come on. Or maybe, you maybe, post, eh, post it maybe it'll be out a few hours before right, 10 p.m. dining. Go. We'll see. So anyway, restaurants will be able to operate at 35% capacity. There's no more 10 p.m. cutoff for indoor dining. Uh, you still will not be able to sit at a bar, though, unfortunately, for the likes of you who loves just chilling at a bar, playing some, some bar top video poker. Mm-hmm. In the David Danza's article, which you have linked, Joe Lupo says that the restaurants actually had to stop seating at 8.30, which, you know, 8.30 is like the earliest I think some people would ever try to eat dinner or whatever in, in a place like Atlantic City, which is crazy to me. But, you know, apparently people out there are like that. Yeah, I mean, the 10 p.m. cutoff, like at 10 p.m., you sort of think like, OK, you know, at 10 p.m., that's pretty late. Like you're eating dinner pretty late at that point. But yeah, Joe Lupo from Hard Rock saying actually the seating cutoff was 8.30. It's like, ooh, that's actually pretty early. I mean... I feel like we, we tend to usually eat at a reasonable time when we're in Atlantic City, but a lot of people are definitely not getting in the restaurants by 8.30 uh, if it's run normally. So 35%, though, that's just like what an odd number. It, it is very strange, and I can't yeah, – I guess there's demand. I guess there's demand. I don't know. I mean, this is a totally cynical take, and I've had a lot of those about this. But it's this is totally a number where the state can just say, oh, we increased it without it being meaningful. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say a, a couple of points in the state's favor now are that the COVID numbers are looking better right now than they were, which, I mean, they were, all, like, unbelievably awful. So, like, better than that is still not very good. But it, it's improving at a pretty rapid clip. And there are enough people now, probably, especially the sort of people I think about that would go to casinos, old basically uh that probably have gotten at least their first vaccine shot so like they're they're really at like much much lower risk and like if i had gotten one vaccine shot i'd have no problem going to a restaurant and eating which is something i have not done in 12 months basically yeah at least not not inside i've eaten outside uh, a couple times but never indoors so so are you going with that's the timing is that it's because you know we're getting vaccines in arms 
Yeah. I mean, things are looking better. I mean, I, I, like, I'm not totally non-cynical about it. You know, I think that the fact that things were shut down a lot more hard in, like, May than they are, were, like, a month ago when things were at their absolute worst, like, shows that, you know, there's some level of, like, people just don't care as much anymore. But uh, I do think the science supports some loosening of restrictions. And, and like I said, with, with people who really do have vaccines, I, I think it makes some sense to maybe open it up a little bit more. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things, not to put the cynical side on this, but one of the things that the casinos are excited about and that the restaurants will be excited about is that it is in time for the Super Bowl, which is this Sunday, <laughs> and Valentine's Day, which is next weekend. So uh, two big dates that I'm sure they'll be using that extra 10% capacity. I mean, more importantly. They, they, they certainly will, I would, I would think, yeah, on both those days. But the Super Bowl, you know, which ends after 10 p.m., like that's hugely important for things like sports books and, and restaurants in Atlantic City. It's that'll be probably just, just about 10 p.m. What's kickoff, like 6.30? It's like 6.30, yeah. But it's always a bit slower. I mean, there's like extra long halftime and you know, slightly more or longer seeming commercial breaks. That might just be my brain tricking me but it seems that way in my mind the super bowl ends at like midnight but i think that's because i still think of it as like a five-year-old where i got to stay up late mm -hmm. to watch the super bowl oh let, let me tell you my five-year-old is very excited about staying up and watching the super bowl my kids he, have he, i no let him stay the super up bowl is a thing oh really i let him stay up and watch the end of the uh the chiefs game was the late game last weekend right so he yeah. he got to stay up and watch that with me until it ended at just after 10 and he was very happy about it oh nice yeah i should really do that with my kids at some point I th it like pops into my head it's like should i keep vivian up and then it's like eh she does, does, never does she even football. care though really yeah like isaac loves football and you know he's also five like timmy has to go to bed still because he's three and doesn't care and would just be the biggest mess yeah yeah holden is three but he and he gets very excited when sports are on tv but he has no idea which sport so he'll be like soccer will be on and be like that's baseball mm-hmm like, no. And then he's like, I'm going to play hockey, and then he'll pick up a ball and throw it. He's like, no. okay, well, we'll work on this later. Mm -hmm. uh, so are you making any big Super Bowl bets? I do indirectly. So I do a basically playoff pool every year just with my friend Taylor where we draft teams, essentially. And it's going to work out to be a $100 Super Bowl bet because it's going to come down to the Super Bowl. Uh, unfortunately, he had the first pick in drafting teams, so he picked Kansas City. But I have Tampa Bay because I got basically everyone else because of how it worked out so if tampa bay wins i will get a hundred dollars and if kansas city wins he will get a hundred dollars oh, interesting yeah i don't i don't have any money on it yet do you do any of the crazy like side bets like you know length of the national anthem and no i've i've never never done that before i've never done any of the prop bets or or anything like that uh i always do I, i'm in uh boxes at work i always do boxes but yeah obviously you pick a box at random it's not really a skill-based uh yeah my coffee cart at, at near work does boxes but i haven't obviously been there since last super bowl so mm. i never i never joined it last year either <laughs> oh, i do i do boxes every year and then i never i don't i don't know if i've ever won a box in my life and i'm sure i have put in like four digits into boxes so yeah. i do really like the the seven out the what they talked about with the minute by minute box mm -hmm. where you know if you have zero you're just like racking up money until somebody scores yeah but yeah no i've never done any of that stuff but one thing if you're in new jersey there's a promo on points bet where if you are betting the money line you can bet up to 50 dollars, and it will be paid back as a free bet if your team loses but i kind of have to do that right like i have to just you know bet on kansas city and yeah 
on the money line and if they win then i win a few bucks and if they lose then i get a free bet for the future right because the free bet is probably valued at a little less than half right i don't know if you have to bet on Kansas city i think is it still uh well three and a half is this the spread so whatever that equates to in money line i, I think that actually sounds about right to me i think a 50 dollar bet would pay like i don't know 30 something on kansas city and, yeah, that, yeah that sounds right and like 60 something on on Tampa, on yeah. tampa bay terrible that's the first time i've heard that and you have just ruined my day oh my god day. they talked about that the second he signed and it came up again this week so i i did this not this promo there was in a promo last super bowl that was you bet on a team on the money line and if your team scored the first touchdown it would just pay out and i foolishly bet on san francisco <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah, there no for yeah. scoring the touchdowns? Yeah, I don't know. I I, th- I I was like, I think San Francisco might win. And I was like, that was dumb. Like, I should Come have on. bet on San, San Francisco. San Francisco, they, they win their games by field goals and defense. Right, yes. That's what they do. So. Foolish. Anyways, so I'll probably put a bet on Kansas City just because I don't want to put money on Tampa Bay. Yeah. I don't like yeah. them. It's fine. I'm a hater. Tom Brady hater. So so here's here's my thoughts on it. I'm sure this is very interesting to the podcast audience, so you can cut this if you want. But, you know, I, I obviously I hated him uh, throughout most of the 2000s or whatever, because it drove me crazy how people were acting like he was the best quarterback or whatever, just because of his Super Bowls. And he was obviously on like much better football teams than than Peyton Manning was. And like, it was incredibly obvious to me at the time that Peyton Manning was just the much better quarterback, like kind of despite the the Super Bowl records. But uh you know, as time has gone on and as obviously like Peyton Manning, even when he won the, the Super Bowl with Denver, like he was absolutely awful, awful. Yeah. that year, like unbelievably terrible. Like he completely lost everything it was that, that made him great. But Tom Brady is still like a very competent NFL quarterback, like, you know, whatever, five or six years after that. And I, I do have to say at this point, like he probably is the best quarterback in, in history, I think. Just because of the longevity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think and like he's very good. He 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 always was very good. I just never thought he was as good as Peyton Manning was. Yeah, I mean, actually, his last couple of games have not been like amazing. But he's no, no, no. Like... They they actually have been. Yeah, was, <laughs> he was a little underwhelming in the in the championship game. But but anyways, that's enough of my. I I have no reason for it other than you know. Oh no no dislike. Yeah, I mean, sports. I get it. I mean, plus he's he's older than us. I mean, so that's cool. <laughs> that is true. We should respect that. I mean, so is Drew Brees, but he just embarrassed himself in in that indeed playoff game. Indeed, Aaron Rodgers is the same is the same age, same age as us, so not older. Okay, good, good to know. Yeah. Mo- we're at a point though. Most athletes way younger than us. Yeah, like if an athlete's our age or older, they are old. Indeed, indeed. Anyway, let's get to why why you all are here. Caesar's rewards update. <laughs> Ad for chicken beans. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Get the uh, yeah. Caesar's reward. Uh, if you were diamond on a status match, check your status. I know that I saw that I was included in this Twitter conversation you mentioned here. Oh, yes. And I checked and I was indeed back down to gold. So I had to rematch using, using Wyndham. So go ahead and, and talk about the Twitter conversation that happened. Yeah. Well, Dave said that he did nothing and he got rematched back to diamond. So there was a conversation between uh, podcast legend Han and Dave Grossman from, from Miles Talk. About why real diamonds are automatically extended through the rest of 2021, but that that didn't capture status matches, and so they they had sort of come up with a hypothesis that it was to expire the unused diamond celebration dinners. Since you went back to gold for a day, did you now lose it? Like that was the question, and nobody had a 
definitive answer because you can't look to see if you actually have a diamond celebration dinner online. I mean, I, I can go up to uh, Horseshoe and find out. That's a good point. Although I don't know if any of the restaurants are open yet. Oh, yeah. They probably are. <laughs> I think Baltimore reopened restaurants, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what do you, do you think that that's the reason? Like, why do you think that they did this to... Because they don't care about people who were status matched because they're not real diamonds. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the assumption, that's, I said, I think it's just a lack of, yeah, a lack of attention rather than like any sort of malice. Because I think there's this assumption that everybody whose diamond is in a, the same bucket and that when they click the extension, they would have had to go out of their way to not extend this bucket of people who are status matchers. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing in reality, their like player database says, if you are over X tier credits, you are diamond. And all of us matchers are actually in the system as like gold with a diamond veneer. And so don't we know. don't get picked up in the, or there's just a separate bucket somehow. I don't, we don't think get picked so. up. Ah, I don't, I don't know about that because it, it's not like your current, you know, this was like a couple years ago or whatever, right? What do you mean? Like, if you earned Diamond in 2019, that's the people who got extended now. So it doesn't have to do with their 2020 tier credits at all. So I, I am casting doubt on your hypothesis. Like, they'd have to go out of their way to, like, check their yeah. max of 2019 and 2020 tier credits or whatever. That's true. That's a good point. Yes. The fact that we have now had, like, 10 months of, of COVID times where nobody's been earning those tier credits. That's a good point. Right. I mean, it could be if, like, normally they just look at your tier credits and then then do it, and they know this year they have to check the last two years because, like, they are just pushing everything out or whatever. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. But anyways, you can go back to Wyndham and, and rematch. Yeah, just do that. And and Wyndham, you didn't have to do anything because they did actually extend everyone, no matter how you got right. Wyndham Diamond, I believe it is. Yeah, when they first started talking about it, I was like, oh, man, I never re-extended Wyndham, but no, I'm still Diamond. It doesn't matter. Which I've never didn't. used. Never used. No. So, that's that. Go yeah. get your Caesar status back updated. I stayed in a Wyndham hotel, I feel like, in Philadelphia, and it was very exciting for me because as part of being there, part of their players club or, like, their hotel club, whatever, in 2004 or whenever this was that you could get a free beer upon check-in or whatever. Oh, nice. And I got that. It was like the greatest thing I'd ever learned about to my life in that point. That's amazing. It was great. Got a free Sam Adams upon check-in to a hotel <laughs> in Philadelphia. And I was like, I've made it. This, this is it. <laughs> this is why you get the diamonds. Now. This, this is incredible. <laughs> no, it's just like for using their, whatever, being a member of their club. Yeah. Oh, huh. I'm sure they don't have that anymore. But yeah, in like circa 2004. That's wow. what it was, 2005. What a deal. Sam Adams for free. Mm, Normally you so have to good. gamble to get a free Sam Adams. I know. And they don't have that in Philadelphia, as we learned. Harris, Philadelphia? Not actually in Philadelphia. Yeah, although now the live casino in Philadelphia yeah. is open. That's actually in Philadelphia. Anyway, time for the, the big news of the podcast. Chickies, no, okay, you're going to Atlantic City. <laughs> I am go 100% certain yes. I'm going to Atlantic City. I'm booked not just for one room. But two rooms, April 23rd. Which is nice, because that means I can come and <laughs> take one of those rooms, right? Sure, because you can't get a room on your own. So you no, I can't. Rooms. So I need to use your room. Why would you pay $5.10 or whatever the, the Caesars amount <laughs> is? <laughs> I mean, it's actually, it's really, you got a room for me and you and a room for Andrea. It's, oh, that's a good point. She would yeah. understand. Yeah. Uh, so I booked Hera's because I saw... I mentioned on a previous show that I was waiting for this date to come open because it's when my wife is already off for spring break. So the hope is that, you know, 
we can drop the kids off at daycare and school, go to AC, which is what I normally do solo. And then my in-laws can pick up the kids and we can have a couple nights in AC. So Harris opened up and then like almost immediately, I think the next day, Hard Rock, I logged into Hard Rock and they, you can now book your offers on Hard Rock online. And when I logged in to Hard Rock, I have just like way out into May. So went ahead and booked the same nights at Hard Rock, figuring obviously I'll only keep one of them, obviously. So Hard Rock comped plus resort fees. Hera's comped with no resort fees, so it ends up being like $5 and whatever, 10 cents a night. So which one would you pick, Hard Rock or Hera's? Like me personally? Yes. Uh, probably Hera's, but it's because I'm cheap and I actually haven't stayed there in a while. But I know that Andrea prefers the boardwalk, so I <laughs> think you should go with Hard Rock. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much how the conversation went. I mean, I know I had like really psyched myself up for Harris and I was like writing down stuff. I was like, Ooh, what do I like about Harris? What am I going to go to? And I couldn't really come up with all that much. Uh, so <laughs> young girls going to the pool after Clark. <laughs> yeah, that was on the list. Um, I mean, I, so if I have a celebration dinner, like there are decent celebration dinner options at Harris, but yeah, like, you know, what we like to do in Atlantic City is boardwalk related, seeing the ocean, going to the outlets, all the Tennessee Avenue, Orange Loop outdoor dining stuff hopefully that will be open in april so yeah it really seems like a no-brainer to go to the boardwalk but it's just funny that i had sort of psyched myself up for harris and then immediately i got this offer for somewhere else and i was like screw harris hard rock it is um so it seems very very likely that we'll be staying at hard rock because the, as i said 100 percent definitely happening i think it's i i think you're gonna go i'm really psyching myself up about it like I it's think you're definitely going to happen, and I and I know that I booked it as a hypothetical. Like, so Andrew is in education, right? So yes. like, she will almost certainly be vaccinated by then, right? So, so she's eligible. Mm -hmm. But when they sent the thing saying that she was eligible, it even said like, "Look, it's really hard to get appointments, so mm -hmm. it's going to take a while." So she's on the list. She's waiting yeah, for yeah. something about an appointment. So we'll see. Her parents just had the first dose yesterday. So they're, they're good. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So they need, yeah, so they, they'll they have the second dose before then. Oh, yeah, long before then. So the real question is me and if that's a deal breaker, because I'm not going to be able to get a vaccine. Well, we'll see what happens over the next couple months, but I, I think you could be pleasantly surprised. Well, the other option is I, I could, like, I can always go get an antibody test because mm -hmm. we did have COVID in our house. So it's possible well, that I got fr it at some point. Frankly, <laughs> for me to believe that you had COVID in your house, Andrea needs to get the antibody test. But... That's, that's a good point, too. I know at the time when I booked it, I was like, this is the list of things that need to happen. The in-laws need to get vaccines. Check. We need to get vaccines. And yeah, then maybe, it's maybe, maybe check or maybe not. Right. So, but now I'm sort of like, you know, if, if everybody else has a vaccine. I, I think Andrea is 100% to be vaccinated. At least have the first dose by then. Probably both. Yeah. And I think you have better odds than you think of getting the first dose by then. I feel like I have zero odds of getting the first dose by then. But right, we'll see. Hopefully AstraZeneca comes soon. Justin Johnson comes soon. And I think that people like it's hard to get now because everyone who wants it really wants it. But I think we're going to run out of people who want the vaccine faster than you would think. And then it's going to change suddenly to be like, hey, people, you need to go get a vaccine. And then people will be like, no, I don't want to do that. I think you're underestimating how big a group of people are in the current group before my group can even. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Look, Craig. Because I am fat. <laughs> the way it works in PG County, I am in group two, actually, because my BMI is above 25, which what? I guess puts me at risk. Everybody's BMI is above 25. No, like there's no human being, at least at least no male human being whose BMI is, yeah. is not above 25. So 
Because I have a 2027 BMI. I am in group two or whatever, which is ridiculous and like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. But yeah, it's 30 in New Jersey, which is like, okay, that's 30 is you actually have to, you have to work for that a little bit, but yeah, yeah, 25 above 25 is ridiculous. That's, that's absurd. I don't think I'm a terribly large human really, (laughs) but eh, whatever. All right. So what else about your trip to Atlantic City? You know, it's April, the weather should be nice, chances for outdoor dining, such as Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall, Bure. Bure is still having live outdoor music now. So that sounds pretty sweet. Back Bay Ale House, Harry's, as we have seen on Tiffany Gamble. Will you play Giant Jenga at Harry's, though? Giant Jenga? Have you never seen the, like, huge Jenga set at Harry's? No. I think so. At Harry's yeah, they've Oyster got, they've got Yeah, they've got a couple... Uh, is it outside? Bean bags or yeah, yeah. Jenga. Or, oh, yeah, no, never noticed it. Not once. I mean, the other thing. So, like last summer, the casinos had all these outdoor dining options that were temporary, and I'm wondering if maybe by April they'll be back, like the Gordon Ramsay under the stars and that kind of stuff. I would think they'd come back in either April or May. So maybe it probably really depends on how much the indoor dining capacity is allowed to be. Like if it's at a point where you know the case numbers are way down and indoor dining's at you know seventy five percent capacity or something then they're probably not really going to bother with the outdoor too much. Well, the the thing that sucks kind of about that, or the way I think about it personally, if I was not vaccinated, is like maybe if case numbers are way down, like I'd be kind of comfortable eating indoors with like 25 or or maybe 50% capacity in a way I wouldn't with full capacity. Yeah. So that's true. Uh, it's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there is some hope that they've seen that this outdoor dining works and the advantages that it has in Atlantic City and that they should just do it anyway. Even if they can just reopen. Well, like, no. worst comes to worst, you can go get a slice at Joe Rock Cafe. That's true. That's always an option. Eat it on the boards. And by eat it on the boards, I mean probably get your eyes pecked out by seagulls. I mean, that's probably going to happen anyway. My last question, because I don't want to plan too much, because, you know, we don't know if this is actually happening. I think it's going to happen, Greg. Am I, so I'm not an idiot for planning and getting excited? No, I don't I don't think so. I think certainly case numbers are, are dropping pretty quickly now. And I I think... Especially, hopefully, when they approve a couple more vaccines, which, fingers crossed, should happen in the next month, it'll start picking up pretty quickly. And, like, as more people get vaccinated, that's going to make case numbers drop even more because there's going to be less people who infect, more or less. And I think if you want it to happen, I think there's a real good chance it's going to happen. Yeah, and I get, and I, I'm sort of, like... Even without me getting vaccinated, if everybody yeah. else is vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, if, if case numbers are, like, drop enough, I wouldn't have a problem with it anyway. We were talking about how we should have gone in July or whatever this year, and I, I think it's going to be like that. Yeah, I mean, it might anyway. slightly change what I'm willing to do. Like, I might... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you might not want to eat indoor or whatever. Yeah, like, gamble less, eat outside, sort of mm. do less indoor stuff. But as far as just, you know, going and staying in a hotel room and, and you know, there's obviously plenty of outdoor stuff to do if the weather cooperates, like... That seems pretty amazing, especially with two kids, not with us. <laughs> Think about it. It would be great. It's all I've been thinking about for That's 10 right. months. Is it? Is it over 10 months now? 11 months? It's been a long time. Yeah, um, t- 10 and a half. Yeah. yeah. March 13th. Whew. Forever. We're, coming, we're coming up on it, man. It'll be uh, one year anniversary of our last AC trip, which was frankly way later than we should have gone <laughs> yeah like it's funny, yeah in retrospect like we definitely should not have gone in march but we no. probably should have gone well i mean we really should have you know we like, should have gone in march because you know 
because we survived and we didn't kill any of our family members and it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> and isn't that what's important yeah hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know. I don't think anyway. is 2020 is even the right thing there. It's like a miss is as good as a mile. Is that a <laughs> saying? That's something that my dad would say. I have no, no while, regrets. While sipping his postum. Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Find all of our great content and buy a shirt at do for a win.com. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig some questions to do for a win at gmail.com. And we really want your questions. I'm disappointed that no one's sending questions. Oh yeah. We should get questions. We should ask for a bunch of questions. Do another mailbag episode. Um, I feel like those are, you know, special occasions, but if you want to send in questions, not for a mailbag episode, we'll always accept them. Maybe. (laughs) Special occasions only for mailbag episodes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway, Boardwalk Empire. Who boy. I just watched it right before we recorded it, and it was quite a thing. I'm uh, forever unclean. <laughs> you kind of knew where it was going, and you're like, oh boy, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh boy, I hope this doesn't happen, but it happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, well, we could get into it, but that whole scene just dragged on so long leading up to oh, it, and the whole time you're just, just like, this like... can't possibly be going where it looks like it's going, and then it totally did go oh, where it, it looked like it was going. It did. What we're talking about, of course, is uh, we finally got, I guess, the flashback of Jimmy and his mom getting it on uh, while he was a student at Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy's mom, not so hot anymore. Not feeling it. <laughs> not into Come on, that. Craig. You can't give it up that easily, you know? <laughs> I've got to fight for my woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Terrible. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so this episode was a lot of Jimmy's flashbacks to Princeton, where you get to learn about how he met Angela and basically how messed up his situation with his mom is and has always been. I think more or less what they're, the, the idea that they're trying to push is that I, I assume that Jimmy's mom has always been just madly in love with him. And, uh, you know, she's kind of the root of many of the problems in his, uh, life. And so, yeah, we got to see the, scenes in princeton just just burying that out the case against nucky it's it's still moving along it seems like the judge that's involved is not willing to be bribed eli may or may not testify against him margaret seems like she also may or may not testify against him finally we found out that people know about van alden murdering his partner i don't know i guess last season and it came back to haunt him and he got to shoot another federal agent while he was being arrested for that and ran out the door so he is a fugitive on the run at the moment I don't know. What else, Greg? Well, I mean, you forgot to mention that... Oh, and Jimmy killed the Commodore. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy killed the Commodore. After he was trying to kill his mom, I think. Yes, strangling his mom, so the Commodore comes and stabs him with a big stick. Uh-huh. And then he stabs the Commodore in self-defense, as one does. And then yeah. and his then mom's his like, mom's like, to finish, finish the job. And then after he finishes the job, his mom's totally like, there's nothing you could do. Totally, like, downplays her role in the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you didn't mean to do it. It's like, well, I mean, you obviously. Well, uh, I think the thing, <laughs> and, and and so going back to like all the the Princeton scenes, like it's totally that Jimmy's mom like set that whole thing up to get him expelled from Princeton, right? Oh. Like that has to be what happened. Yeah, good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, so she was like hooking it up with a, a with, professor with, with his Jimmy's professor, and then he beat up the professor. But I think it was all completely intentional from her. I mean, I, I would assume that she just yeah. wanted him to move back. Obviously wasn't happy he'd met Angela, who, you know, is now not a problem, I guess, for Jimmy's mom anymore. 
but also told him that she was pregnant in these flash so much happened in the flashbacks Ooh. and then obviously jimmy is like fuck this i'm just joining the army yeah. like i don't want to deal with any of this shit which you know makes some sense. maybe it's not the noble thing to do but it, it does make some sense given everything he had just gone through in the last 24 hours yeah. before that yeah both finding out that his lady friend is pregnant and then having sex with his mom yeah that was a messed up episode and it was pretty messed up one thing that struck me i don't watch a lot of like quote-unquote good shows like i'm not used to watching shows with like real messed up situations and also like real consequences but <laughs> but every episode of boardwalk empire like somebody really important is gonna die and so this episode it was the commodore I almost texted you before the episode, like, over or under number of people Jimmy kills this episode, 1.5, but I was thinking it was going to be... What's his name for Philadelphia? Manny the Butcher yeah. and... No, I think that's going to be the season finale, probably. Which is the next episode. Yeah. So we have to, that to look forward to. I think it, I think the next episode's going to be a bloodbath. So, any other thoughts on the episode? I mean, really, there's only one person, I think, that everyone is going to really be rooting for Jimmy to kill now, and we'll see if it ends up happening or not. Jimmy's mom? yes that is that is correct <laughs> she definitely she's like a full-on villain now oh yeah i mean she's obviously like she had jimmy when she was like 13 but uh yeah no you're right like don't get me wrong she's obviously had a horrible situation in her life but no she's i think she's the villain of the show at this point so yeah so that's that harlow made me sad this episode got called a simpleton he's sad about angie dying it was very poignant seeing him seeing him uh you know, rubbing his fingers through, like, the brains on the floor or whatever. Yeah. Poor guy. I know. It's like, you know, the one person that he really connected with is now dead. Yeah. Got to see Jimmy just snorting all the heroin or whatever that uh, oh, yeah. Lucky gave him. Yeah, what happens in, when he in, ends up back in, in, in Princeton? A, in, a, in a hotel in Princeton. Massive hotel. Yeah, heroin vendor. That's what you do. That's what people do That's Princeton. what you do when you find out that your wife is dead, I guess. like to reiterate my thoughts from last episode. That poor, poor Tommy. Is not going to have a good life with Jimmy's mom and Jimmy raising him. Yeah, that kid's got it rough. Yeah. Poor sweet Tommy. All right. Anything else? I don't fully understand what the uh, what the priest meant when he said that he didn't want more money from Margaret for the roof. I have a note for that, too. Like, he says, we're praying for a roof. And then he's and then she sort of hinted that she'd give more money. And he's like, that's not what I want. I, I'm in the dark. I have no idea what he means by that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some someone Catholic can help us out. <laughs> Maybe. I don't, right. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Every episode, I finish recording, finish talking to you about Bordock Empire. I'm like, I'm going to watch the next one tomorrow because it was a good show. And then 7 p.m. the night that we record, I'm like, yeah. oh, shit, I need to watch Bordock Empire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I put my kids down and then ran right downstairs and watched it immediately before we started recording. So. Yeah, I watched half of it earlier and then I watched half of it when my kids were in bed. Ah, oh, very good. Well, thank you guys very much for, for listening and we hope you continue to have a good year and uh, we'll talk to you soon. We're going to AC. Get excited. <laughs> also, sorry for reading it up if you have not had a good year to this point, but I hope it turns around if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a lot of people. I was just like, haunted. <laughs> <laughs> leaving it, leaving it in. Uh, you were, you were being haunted. Yeah, you're right. I am. Um, you uh, were in the middle of being haunted.
It's fine. That probably that probably was the problem. I think you're you're right. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, that's the post show. You just now going. <laughs> <"Rrr."> <laughs>